So uh, now uh, we're going to hear from Ghazali uh, O'Horella. Sorry if I haven't pronounced it well. Um, and uh, Ghazali is uh, uh, from the Malupu indigenous people in the Pacific. He's uh, been a United Nations advocate for the rights of, of indigenous peoples. Uh, he has over 10 year experience in indigenous rights, diplomacy and advocacy. And he's currently working as international indigenous rights advocate for the Kopu Pacific and Indigenous Rights Center. And previously he worked for the Indigenous Rights Council uh, for the Alifuru Council uh, drafting resolutions and proposals to the UN. And um, Ghazali will uh, focus on, on the carbon markets implications for indigenous peoples and, um, and, the, and we'll hear clear recommendations from him. Uh, and uh, please, you have the floor. This is the Gomaluku Podcast. Uh, thank you so much, um, Kiara, for um, uh, for giving me the floor, and also um, in general, Shell for um, for organizing this webinar. Um, it's always been from the International Indigenous Peoples Forum on Climate Change point of view, always been a pleasure working with CL on, on many issues. And I've had the personal pleasure to, of working with uh, Seb and on Article 6, obviously, with, with Erica, which uh, I'm sure that we'll, we'll uh, hear um, uh, her talking in a, in a little bit about, um, yeah, and the current state of play of Article 6 at COP26. Uh, Article 6 at COP26, it's almost rhymes, eh? Um, what I would like to reflect a little bit upon is actually what Natalia has been talking about. Um, uh, and and Natalia made my life a lot easier, actually, by, by outlining actually what, what, what um, the impacts of, of carbon markets on, on several projects. She talked about the, uh, the biogas project in Honduras and in Chile and Barro Blanco at her last uh, um, um, uh, example in, 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 in Panama. And that is what I would say, like only the, the tip of the iceberg um, when it comes to the negative impacts of, of carbon markets on indigenous peoples um, under the clean development mechanism on the, of the Kyoto Protocol, as well as the Red Plus. Um, net, and, and I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but the net zero or the net total of, uh, of, of experiences of um, the, these projects has been, has been uh, so overall, it's been negative uh, from these people's point of view. There's, a, there's been an exacerbation of human rights violations um, and, and on, on so many levels, um, not only on the administrative uh, measures um, when it comes to the enjoyment of these people's rights, when it comes to free power from consent, for example, uh, but also free power from consent when it comes to the, the um, use and the management of and access of the lands of ind indigenous people. So you have human rights violations happening all across the board when it comes to indigenous peoples. Um, having said that, I'm preaching to the choir here. There is a lot of uh, you that, that have been um, civil society organizations, indigenous peoples uh, that, that are watching and that are listening that have seen or have, have read up on, on, these, on these issues. What I would like to talk about obviously is um, not so much about uh, go deeper into what Natalia said, because um, those are actually the impacts of that of, of, of carbon markets and outsides on, on indigenous peoples. Um, focus, uh, like focusing on COP26, it, it's uh, COP25 obviously punted um, um, uh, uh, the Article 6 negotiation to, 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 to this year, and which gives us another opportunity to, make, to ensure that um, the rights of indigenous peoples and human rights are included in, in the text. And the 
the irony of everything is, is that we are fighting for um, the inclusion of human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples in Article 6, um, whereas all these countries that have been participating um, since, or, or the Paris Agreement, that every time since COP21, we have to remind states of their human rights obligations they have, that they have had prior to Paris Agreement. All of these states have ascended to at least one of the many human rights treaties um, that the United Nations has. Um, 144 countries of parties of, of the of the UNFCCC have um, adopted, for example, the uh, UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. So if states actually observed um, human rights, we wouldn't have to articulate them time and time and time again. And we, and that is something that um, it's so ironic about this about this whole conversation is that um, within the context of, of our Article Six is that it's uh, when we talk about ambition, the enjoyment of indigenous peoples, local communities, women, gender, every foreigners, everyone of their basic human rights, that is ambition. That is the, the ambition that we show, that everyone should, should be focusing on. However, there's a, also, they have a different idea of ambition. And I think it is our role as, as civil society and indigenous peoples to remind them of their prior existing human rights obligations that they have to respect. The thing is, and focusing on the rights of indigenous peoples, and which is also in line with the, the, um, the participation and consultation of indigenous peoples in, 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 in climate action, as well as in, these, in the activities of, um, of um, the, the carbon market solution, carbon markets, um, is that there have been references to, to, to indigenous peoples. Uh, there have been references to the rights of indigenous peoples. The Paris Agreement has has five references to, to, to the rights of indigenous peoples or indigenous peoples or, or knowledge. Um, the, recently, the, the Carms of Parties in, in, in Katowice has adopted the facilitated work group um, work plan and, and by, during the establishment of the working group of the local communities and indigenous peoples platform, it actually committed to observe and protect the rights of indigenous peoples and the, the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, um, uh, um, in, which includes the recognition and, and protection of our indigenous sovereignty, our, our lands, territories, resources, and self-determination. Um, and to secure our land, land tenure, all very important aspects of our enjoyment of um, our livelihoods to secure, to, for survival. The thing is, and this is a stat that's been mentioned all for, for many years, uh, I think, and it will be mentioned at COP26 at length, uh, that 80% of the world's remaining biodiversity is on our, uh, on our territories. So you could argue that we, we have done something right um, when it comes to, um, to these climate resilient solutions, climate mitigation. Uh, we have the knowledge and we have um, the uh, the, yeah, the knowledge, the, uh, the practices and, the, and our observations that we would like to offer in these, in these conversations um, when it comes to climate mitigation, when it comes to the decisions that are, are being made at COP, make no mistake, indigenous peoples 
um, are doing what we need to do at COP, but we're also doing what we need to do at the local level. Um, we are, are exercising our rights, are exercising our right to self-determination. Um, but what you do see, what you do see uh, on uh, is is the, the the problem, and I think that's one of the the the, spear, um, the pillars of CL in terms of recommendations uh, for, for for inclusion into Article Six is obviously the this human rights safeguards that that needs to be um, ensured throughout the application of of Article Six. So not just Article, not just six point two on accounting on ITMOs or 6.4 on a sustainable development mechanism or 6.8 on uh, non-market uh, approaches. It needs to be included across the board, um, the, 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 the respect for the human rights and the rights of indigenous peoples. When it comes to the activities, the design of activities, what you see is, and what's the lesson learned from the, the REP Plus uh, and the CDM uh, projects that have actually, um, Ignited a lot of a lot of human rights violations, is that the, the full, effective, direct, and meaningful participation of indigenous peoples need to be uh, respected in the activity design uh, when it when it come, when when these projects are being initiated um, at the at the very first step, not at the very last step in terms of window dressing or have the idea of consent or manufacturing consent. No, you have to be at the very at the very front and. That is something that we are um, also supporting in terms of the uh, what we like to see reflected in the in the in the in the text of Article Six is that the um, when it comes to the uh, full effective right to meaningful participation, uh, which uh, I think it translates CL translated as meaningful stakeholder um, consultation and effective participation. Um, what do we have seen? Lesson learned as well. CDM, Red Plus, um, AD carbon market, and the effects of it is that there needs to be some kind of a grievance mechanism. Um, there needs to be some, some uh, with, as the 6.4 is, is a, a sustainable development mechanism has a little bit of a top-down approach, um, some kind of grievance mechanism needs to be included to ensure that there is a fallback. There is a mechanism in place that civil society, local communities, indigenous peoples can go towards and to say like, hey guys, you're doing something that's affecting my, my, my or, or collective human rights or, or, or individual human rights. That, um, those are the three pillars that from an Indian people's point of view, we are so much um, supporting because they um, obviously ensure that there's a minimum standard. There's a minimum standard of, of enjoyment of rights that we can all rely upon. There's a um, insurance that uh, Indigenous peoples, um, focus on Indigenous peoples, obviously, uh, are consulted or uh, consent is being sought when it comes to uh, projects that, that are being developed on that have an effect on Indigenous, the lands of Indigenous peoples. And these are not just, just things that we took out of the air. These are actually, and this is what I would like to conclude with, is these are actually um, rights that have already been articulated um, in various um, human rights um, uh, uh, mechanisms, instruments, um, at the recent working, uh, work conference on Indigenous Peoples outcome document actually uh, ensure that Indigenous Peoples rights are respected when it comes to climate change and mitigation, um, that the knowledge and, and strategies of Indigenous Peoples are respected when it comes to climate change approaches, international approaches, by the way, 
and major development projects and free power informed consent, which is, has an effect on, um, on what we're talking about, about Article 6. So um, that is what, what I would like to share with, um, with the, the I could obviously could talk at length about this, but I would like to share in the, in the, the 10 minutes that I have uh, in this amazing webinar. And yeah, very much looking forward to any questions that, that might arise. Um, over to you, uh, Kiera. Hey, my friends, I hope this episode was valuable to you. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Overcast and get a new episode every week. Mm-hmm.